Hey guys, welcome to Abnormal Adventures with me, Carrie Taylor. Just me today. Um, sorry if you wanted to hear someone else's voice right now. All you get is me. Since June is a Mindful Father's Month, I know you're thinking, why are you the only one talking? You don't have kids. You're not a dude. I know that. But I thought this month maybe we should talk about... Um, Father's Day in general, we're going to kind of touch on um, how to support friends or family who are grieving through Father's Day because of a loss of a father. We're also going to have some fun facts about Father's Day in general. So I'm going to start with, I think, uh, ways that you can support family or friends through um, grieving on Father's Day. So this is just a, a basic list. I found it on the internet, but I just thought I know some people that will this year, it'll be their first year without their father. Um, and they're actually pretty young. They're still in their 20s. So I think these are things that everyone could kind of learn from. So these are ones, um, generally they say they refer to the person as a kid, which we all know someone that could. But um, also say kid, but it could be an adult that is someone's child that we were talking about here. So just a, a little list of ways to help your family or friends through the grieving process on Father's Day. Is they say, number one, make it okay to talk about their dad. The number one thing that people can encourage friends, family, and surviving parents to do is to ask the child how they are doing. Create a space where it's okay to talk about their dad and also respect the child's boundaries if they don't want to talk about him. An adult who opens up the conversation is creating a container for the child's feelings and experiences. Um, be aware that children may think that they are talking about their dad will make their, their family sad. Reassure them that talking might bring feelings to the surface, but it doesn't cause sadness. In fact, can lessen them. Number two, help the family have a plan for Father's Day. Ideally, the surviving parent will talk to the children about how they want to spend Father's Day at least a few weeks ahead of time. It's good for everyone to be on the same page. If you are sensing this isn't happening, talk to the parents about possible choices. There's no wrong way to spend the day, and supporting the parent can also help a grieving child cope and help that partner, that parent who has just lost a partner, cope as well. Not all about just the kid, but... Number three, share memories if it's, if it's comforting. Take cues from the immediate family if the child wants to reminisce, share stories, and fond memories. If it's too soon or upsetting, save those stories for when the child is, is ready. Number four, be an adult the kids can count on. Uncles, aunts, and other friends or family members can never replace a dad, but they can be trusted adults the children can turn to for advice or help. Number five, help kids find a community. Children who have lost parents can feel isolated. See if there, is, there are resources for grieving children in your area and share what you learn. If you don't have programs like this, think about other communities the kids can tap into. Encourage the children to be open with friends, teachers, and others about their loss as they heal. Having conversations about loss kicks the elephant out of the room. Also, probably for this one, because we're still in COVID, it might be hard to find a in-person community, but you still might be able to find resources to help them through online. 
Number six, remind the child that they are loved. If you're not, if you, sorry, if you know a grieving child, let them know how much you care. If your child is friends with a grieving child, encourage them to reach out too. Number seven, this is the last one too. Be thoughtful about school activities. Ask teachers about any planned in-class activities around Father's Day and let the surviving parent know. That gives the family time to decide if they want the kid to participate or to do something else. You may also suggest classroom activities that a grieving child can participate in, like drawing or writing memories for their, for their dad. Here we go. I just found a different list. This one, the first one I was talking about, obviously, was talking about little younger kids. This one is talking about if someone, if an adult misses their father on Father's Day. So here's a ways to help them as well. One, say their father's name. Grieving people often wish that others would say the name of the person who died. It reminds them that others are remembering their dad and missing him too. Try saying, I've been thinking about Bob this Father's Day. I miss him a lot. Number two, share memories, especially if you knew the parent. Our memories are what keep us close to those we love, even after they've died. If you've known your friend for a while, you may have spent time with their father. Share the gift of remembering how much he meant to you. It'll mean the world to your friend. Number three, remind them that you and others are there. Um, as Hope Elderman says, we are part of a web of connections. And if a friend lost a parent, one of their main connections is missing. Remind them that you are still connected to others and they still need a community for those moments when grief bubbles up again. Number four, do something thoughtful. Simple gestures like a note or text to let your friend know you were thinking of them this Father's Day can make them feel less alone. Be there to listen if they want to talk. Number five, don't try to fix things or cheer them up. The bond between a father and a child can be one of the strongest relationships there is. No matter how long it's been since their father's died, your friend may still be very sad. Grief doesn't have an expiration date. The goal isn't to help your friend have a happy, quotation marks, Father's Day. It's perfectly fine if they hate the day or choose to ignore it. They just need to feel supported. Number six. This is the last one. Avoid complaining about your family. We can all good-naturedly complain about our fathers, fathers-in-law, children from time to time. For someone who has lost their father, those comments can sting, especially on Father's Day. Even if your relationship with your family members are strained, if these people are still alive, you have the hope of making things better. Your friend doesn't get that opportunity. Save any complaints for another time or audience. Obviously, all of this information can be interchanged between mothers or fathers as well. Um, I just thought that this month would be a good one to talk about these things. So this is a very short and sweet list. This is more if you are someone who has lost your father and you were trying to get through um, I don't know how, however you feel, cope, anything. So the five tips are, one, embrace the holiday in whatever way that you see fit. 
Number two, spend time with others who have loved your father as well. Number three, appreciate what you do have. Number four, accept the change. And five, avoid the junk. Short and sweet, makes sense. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about someone that I knew for a good chunk of my life. I want to say more than half. So when I first decided to do Mindful Father's Month, obviously I started to rack my brain on who I'm going to talk to, right? Like, that makes sense. Some people instantly came to my head, and um, it was easy to think of a list. The person that, other than my own father, which we will speak to later this month, was someone that I considered to be a second dad. I used to call him a religious dad. Um, and this year will be the first Father's Day that he is not alive anymore. He was someone that shaped my life from a very young age in a very positive way. Um, his name was Gregory Armstrong, and I met him... I was either 11, 12, or 13, around that age, like 20 years. I met him because a friend had tried to convince me to go to youth group for a very, very long time. And um, it was at a Salvation Army of all the churches to find something at. And so I went, and Greg was the youth pastor there. Greg was someone that you you could instantly connect with. He was someone that, I honestly haven't met someone that has ever been able to say anything negative about him. He is very full, like he's just so full of like light and love and such a people person and it was it was great getting to know him so he was my youth pastor for a couple years and um through those couple years at church like he was the reason I decided to go to church for as long as I did in my teens and in my early 20s um I got along with his family his wife um his two children um and I was I would regularly go see them, hang out with them. I would babysit the kids. I was the only one outside our family that was allowed to babysit their two children. I don't know if it was always the greatest. I kept them up probably too late, but we had fun. No one got hurt. But um, Greg was someone that um, you could always go to, you could always talk to, a warm hug, a smiling face, and... He passed away this year. It was more than a shock than I think it should have been. He had been battling cancer for a couple of years now, but I had seen him about a month before he passed away. Because of COVID, obviously, visits were a lot more spaced out because we do not have the, um, we're not allowed to. We're not supposed to go see people, especially someone who's going through cancer treatments. We have to be really careful. And so I saw Greg just before Christmas in 2020. I cut his hair because I've been cutting his hair forever. And 
we had an amazing chat. We had an amazing time. And he walked out of that door. And I can't believe it was the last time that I ever saw him. But can't change that now. So to say a little bit about Greg, because he would be someone that I would instantly have had on this podcast. And I wish that you all could hear his voice and hear the love and the light just come from him. But I can't really do that, as we all know. So Greg has been in the medical field for a long time. So he's kind of been in and out. So he was a paramedic for years um, in Toronto. Then he switched into the ministry. So he was a youth pastor. He was a senior pastor in a couple churches. And then in the last, I don't even know how many years now, he was the on-call pastor for a bit in the local hospitals. And then he ended up being a full-time pastor there. And he also always traveled um, to teach people in the first responding, first responder, sorry, first responder roles and in healthcare. So nurses, doctors, paramedics, police, firefighters, and he would he would travel Canada. I think sometimes he went to the States for it. I don't actually remember, but he would travel across Canada and he would teach these men and women how to cope with their PTSD from work. Because a lot of first responders see a lot of things that are really hard to overcome. And so he would spend his time teaching people how to cope, how to handle, how to like, how to go on with life when they have seen some of the things that they have in their in their time. My sister actually um, is a nurse and she got to have one of his seminars because he ended up being at one of the hospitals that she was at. And uh, yeah. So I would just say this Father's Day, really be kind to anyone. I understand that we all have our own issues. We have our own knock-ups, little hindrances in our families. And yes, you might not have a... um, a talking relationship with your father or maybe you've never known your biological father but I would really encourage this year to maybe find a surrogate father the way that Greg was a second dad for me I would say find that father figure in your life it doesn't have to be biological they don't even have to be male They can be anyone that you choose to be. So this episode, I think, is going to be a fairly short one. I just want to, again, tell people, if if you're hurting this Father's Day, reach out to people. If this is a dad listening and you haven't talked to your kids in a long time and you want to hear from them, reach out. Right? Like, we, we do only have this lifetime. And... 
if you don't make an effort, like, you're going to look back and you're going to regret it. So, I would encourage everyone, try to have a good Father's Day, whatever that looks like to you. So, to kind of finish off this episode, because like I said, it, I don't think it's going to be a very long one. feels weird just talking to myself for a very long time. But, um... I would, uh, I think I'm going to say, like, the weird and, like, call it the weird and wonderful facts about Father's Day. And, uh, maybe I'll put something else afterwards. We'll see. You'll find out if you keep listening. Okay, so, for the weird and wonderful facts for Father's Day. Number one, Father's Day was invented by American, uh, Miss Sorna Mart Dodd who wanted to honor her father, a veteran who had, as a single parent, raised six children. The first Father's Day was celebrated on June 19th, 1910. Oh, it's just over 100 years old now. Number two, unlike Mother's Day, Father's Day was originally met with laughter. It was the target of such satire, parody, and derision, with a local newspaper complaining that it would lead to mindless promotions such as National Clean Your Desk Day. Number three, the first American president to support the concept of Father's Day was President Calvin Coolidge, who died, oh, sorry, not who died, who did so in 1924, but it wasn't until the year 1966 that President Lyndon Johnson signed a presidential proclamation that resulted in the declaration of the third Sunday of June as Father's Day. Number four, according to greeting card markers, sorry, makers, eyes are tired from today. According to greeting card makers, Hallmark, Father's Day is the fifth largest card sending holiday. Number five, In Germany, Father's Day is celebrated differently from the other parts of the world. I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, but it's Mangertag, just man's day in brackets or in English. It's celebrated by getting drunk with wagons of beer and indulging in regional food. Police and emergency services are in high alert during these times. I bet. Number six. Going for a floral gift? Traditionally, Father's Day should be given the gift... Sorry. Traditionally, fathers should be given the gift of white or red roses. The rose is the official flower for Father's Day. Didn't know that. Wearing a red rose signifies a living father, while a white one represents a deceased father. Definitely didn't know that. Number seven. Surprisingly. The trusty slipper gift isn't the most popular Father's Day present. It's actually a tie, which makes so much sense. And I didn't ever think slippers were a uh, trusty gift for fathers. Number eight. The world record for having the most number of children officially recorded is 69. Holy crap. By the first wife of Fedor, I don't even know how to say his last name, Vaz, Vazuv. Sorry, guys. 
Um, he lived from 1707 to 1782, a peasant from Moscow. His first wife gave birth to 16 pairs of twins, seven sets of triplets, and four sets of quadruplets. I'm not going to be able to say that word. Quadruplets. No, quadruplets. No, you guys know what I mean. Four kids. Um, dinner times must have been hectic. Uh, yeah, for sure. I can't believe that that poor woman had that many kids. Um, number nine. Although there is no evidence of its origin, it is believed that the first word dad dates back to as early as the 16th century. It is said to come from the first syllables uttered by babies, pa, plus the kinship suffix, ter. According accounting for the Latin pater, the Spanish padre, and the French Pierre uh, takes baby talk to a, to a new meaning. That was a tongueful, sorry guys. Um, number 10. In Thailand, Father's Day is set as the birthday of the king. December 5th is the birthday of the current king. Weird. They celebrate by giving their fathers or grandfathers a, a cannon flower, which is considered to be a masculine flower. Interesting. That was the last one. Okay. So I think just to round this one off, because it's Father's Day month, I think I'm just going to, I'm going to read you some dad jokes. Just like short one-liners, maybe some puns or so. Um, hopefully it gives you guys a laugh. I'm sorry if it doesn't. Here we go. To whoever stole my copy of Microsoft Office, I will find you. You have my word. I'll call you later. Don't call me later. Call me dad. How do celebrities stay cool? They have many fans. What's Forrest Gump's Facebook password? One Forrest one. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, what do you call it when Batman skips church? Christian Bale. <laughs> oh God, I'm sorry. I find one-liners and punny jokes really funny. Okay. What time did the man go to the dentist? What time did the man go to the dentist? Tooth hurdy? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, did you hear about the man who fell into an upholstery machine? He's fully recovered. Why didn't the melons get married? Because they can't elope. <gasps> what kind of egg did the evil chicken lay? A deviled egg. Okay, I need that one. That one was, that was funny. Okay. Why did the coach go to the bank? To get his quarterback. Why does Snoop Dogg always carry an umbrella? For drizzle. <laughs> what did the fisherman say to the magician? Pick a cod. Any cod. <laughs> what do you call a fake noodle? An impasta. Which is faster? Hot or cold? Hot, because you can catch a cold. <laughs> okay, let's see a couple other ones. Okay, why are skeletons so calm? 
because nothing gets under their skin. Mm -hmm. Did you hear about the power out outlet who got into a fight with a power cord? He thought he could sock it to him. How do moths swim? Using the butterfly stroke. Eh, not as good. Okay, let's see. Some cheesy puns. Did you hear about the circus fire? It was intense. Okay, can February, March? No, but April, May. Stupid. How can you tell it's a dogwood tree? From the bark. Okay, guys, I feel like I'm just getting really... So, anyways, so... Like I said, we're having a shorter episode today. So, I hope... That at least this made you guys chuckle a little bit. So, I'm gonna do my normal sign-off. And, um... I really hope that everyone has a good... Father's Day weekend that's coming up this weekend. And, um, yeah. So thanks for listening. Make sure to follow, like, subscribe. Rate five stars on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Spotify. Come check us out on Instagram at Abnormal Adventures Podcast. Check out the website at www.abnormaladventures.ca. You can send me an email as well either through the website or just send me an email um i'm really trying to think of some fun um recurring segments that i can do and i would love some input from anyone that's listening um so thanks so much again guys and um you'll be hearing from me next week on wednesday again so have a great day bye